0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Good Witch, Bad Bitch. It's your girl Luna and I am so pumped for this episode today you guys. Today I am bringing on Gabriella Hurstic, literally my favorite author in the entire world. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while or following my YouTube channel, you know how much I love Gabriella Herstic. She is so amazing. She's literally a queen and she's coming out with her new book, Sacred Sex, on July 12th. So I wanted to have her on to chat about all things spicy and it was honestly like, probably the most fun podcast I've ever done, ever. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. I'm going to have all of her links down below so that you can follow her, check her out, and um, order her new book because you guys, it's going to be so good. I'm literally so excited. I know I'm going to finish the book in like two days max because I'm just so pumped for it. So also the last part of this podcast is exclusive to patreon so if you would like access to the last about 15 20 25 minutes of this podcast where we go a little bit extra spicy a little too spicy for spotify if you know what i'm saying (laughs) um that will be exclusively on patreon um all tier levels will get access to it so if you are wanting to hop in on that combo definitely come on over to patreon i will have the link for that in the description as well but other than that let's just jump into it Before we get started, I wanted to give a huge thank you to the first ever sponsor we've ever had on this podcast. How exciting is that? I'm so excited because I am partnering with Goddess Provisions. As you guys know, I have been obsessed with Goddess Provisions since 2020. I got my first box way back then. And they have been such a huge part of my witchy journey. I have been doing unboxings of their boxes for like the past years. So if you guys have been here a hot minute, you know exactly how much I love Goddess Provisions. So I was so, so, so excited to partner with them um, and tell you guys a little bit about their current box right now. Okay, I'm so pumped. This The box for July 2022 is called the Luminous Light Box. It has got so many goodies in it that I'm so excited excited about we've got a little book from house of intuition we've got an oil for aura cleansing a tea and so much more and you guys it's just so so cool and i actually have a little coupon code for you guys if you're a first time subscriber you can actually use the code lunafree i'll have this in the description and you will get a free incense and holder and the most recent Moon Wisdom Club guidebook. If you guys don't know what that is, that's their, little moon lunar club they do monthly and each lunar cycle they send you an ebook all about what's happening in the astrosphere. I have been a part of their Moon Wisdom Club and I've always thought it was really, really nice and just a super informative little ebook to look forward to. So make sure to use the code LUNAFREE for your first subscription and you'll get so many goodies. Thank you so much again to Goddess Provisions for partnering with me on this podcast episode let me know when you guys get your box. I'm so excited to see it. Tag me in all the pictures because this one's a good one. Okay. Back to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am literally like so excited right now because we have Gabriela Hurstic with us. Everyone say hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on, Gabby yeah thank you for having me i'm really really excited to talk to you yes and i'm gonna let gabby get into what she does but just to get if you guys have been listening or watching my videos um you have heard me talk about gabriella Hurstick her book, Inner Witch, was the very first book I ever read on witchcraft, and so looking back and thinking, what would little old me think if I was, if I would have known that I'd be sitting here right now with her? It'd be crazy, and I have her other books right here. Embody Your Magic was a book club book that me and my Patreon went through a couple of months ago, and then Bewitching the Elements, and she's coming out with a new book, literally the day this podcast comes out. No, the week this podcast comes out july 12th on tuesday this podcast will come out right after on that friday um a new book called sacred sex we're gonna talk all about it because we love sex on this on this (laughs) podcast we love talking about it openly so i'm gonna let gabriella introduce herself and talk to you guys about who she is so if you just want to like let us know what you're up to, who you are, what's your vibe. <laughs> um so my name is
1: Gabriella Hurstick. I am um, California born but raised in the South in Georgia and then came back to LA and I've been here for about 6 years and um, I have been a practicing witch since I was 12 or 13 years old um, my practice with witchcraft is very much rooted in sex, sexuality and sex magic as well as the devotion to the divine feminine and nowadays my work really lives at that intersection of the esoteric and the erotic um, I say it like kind of lives at the intersection of the divine feminine witchcraft and sexuality and Um, I'm the author of three books, like you mentioned, Inner Witch, Embody Your Magic, which is a guided journal, and Bewitching the Elements. Um, All with the intention, all my work really holds the intention of making the occult, the metaphysical, and witchcraft, a spiritual nature-based tradition, um, really accessible for really anybody. But my work definitely skews towards like I don't want to say it's towards like women because I think I it's really important to me that men have like spaces which is and especially like now that they're able to explore their sexuality but I definitely um, feel like my work is very much for the girlies for the goddess worshipers Um, and I try to make my work really like yeah accessible is really important to me really easy to like understand I don't really like use jargon. I am known to be like very airheady, airheaded and bimbo-y. So I'm like, I, I want things that people can understand. Um, So yeah, my new book, Sacred Sex, I have it here, The Magic and Path of the Divine Erotic, comes out on July 12th. Um, and it's all about creating a spiritual practice that centers your sexuality, that allows you to get in touch with what I call the divine erotic, the living energy that makes up the universe that is sexual and like aware and that we tap into when we're practicing sex magic um besides that i run a sex magic discussion circle on my patreon where i also offer ritual guides for the lunations as well as the wheel of the year um i also co host and I'm the priestess of kink Cabin, which is a full moon a monthly full moon ritual where we have a play party and raise energy to send to sex workers we like cast the spell of protection and prosperity at the beginning of the of the ritual based on whatever the full moon is doing. And then we have a virtual play party and we raise energy for the working. And that's been going on honestly for like two years, which is bananas. Um, And yeah, I've, I'm a writer. My background is in journalism. So I've written essays for different, you know, uh, I guess collections and um, books and stuff like that. But nowadays, yeah, I'm like working on um, back to book on goddesses and have another secret project under my belt that we're wrapping up that I'll announce eventually um but yeah I'm just like trying to sled it up and have fun and be magical at the same time so <laughs> it's like my elevator pitch of work I'm sure I forgot some <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I can definitely vouch for you. Um, Like I said, Inner Witch was the first book I read. And I really appreciate when books are readable. And it's not just like all these random, crazy, hard to read words just to sound smart, because that's exactly how I am too. I just speak very, you know, like casually and like real. And so I love seeing that. And yeah, I love that. Um, So I ask everyone, every guest who's on my podcast, what's your big three?
1: oh i love this question um this is what i ask literally every person ever and like every man i'm interested i'm like what's your sign what's your sign it's like my favorite way to slide into some of these like tender dms um i am an aquarius sun a scorpio moon and a libra rising and i also have my venus and mars in aquarius so i'm
0: very queer also a lot of scorpio but yeah aquarius scorpio how are you I Feel like that all makes sense for you. I feel like that the Aquarius, the Scorpio, the Libra, all that. I Thank am a Taurus rising, so we are Ooh, girls Venus rule in baby. um, and I'm an Aries sun and a Pisces moon. So,
1: oh my god, god wow,
0: what a like beautiful mix! It's it's crazy. Oh I yeah,
1: it. I feel like Venus ruled people are so like you're so beautiful. Like, we're just so like, are
0: you. I'm, I'm just gorgeous. goddess energy. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like Libra risings are always like the most beautiful people in the world. I think Libra is such a pretty sign. (laughs) I don't have like any earth in my
1: chart. So I definitely like, I don't have like any earth. I have Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn, which are like generational planets, like outer planets. And then I have no fire sign placements so I like I have such fire sign FOMO and like earth I really have to try to like ground myself like yeah every day or else I will be just like up in the clouds in my
0: feels so I I really feel that with my Pisces moon like if I don't (laughs) really ground I will be daydreaming like it's crazy
1: yeah I know a lot of Pisces moon people my roommate like one of my best friends and I I feel like the water moon placement it's like such a gift because we're so like in tune with our emotions but but it's just like so much but
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. One question I want to ask before we get started, I want, because you, you know, so much about sex magic. Like, I feel like you were this like all knowing being of the divine erotic. And I'm curious just for people who are new to sex magic and they, when you're starting, it sounds very much like it is just straight to the point sex, but I know that there's so many different things that go into it. What would you say in your experience is the most surprising benefit that you've gotten from, using sex magic
1: okay first off i'm definitely not an all-knowing being at all (laughs) i'm still figuring it out a thousand percent um but i really really appreciate that compliment but like i'm not a guru and i don't want people to like yeah i i'm a youngin um also that's a really great question i think that would surprise me the most about sex magic let me think i feel like it's that it like when you're when you practice it as like a tool of devotion to yourself or to like something else like for me it's like myself and then like the goddesses of love and lust that I'm devoted to um I feel like it infuses like the rest of your life like you'll look different I don't know if it's just like the orgasms that like make your skin look good or something but also like people like notice like there's like you definitely become like way more magnetic um but also like there's like that physical aspect, but I feel like you're able to connect to like the divine erratic or to your sexuality outside of actually practicing the sex magic. Cause like, like when we're, if we're expanding our definition of sex to be beyond just like penis and vagina sex, um, to, or like just beyond penetration in general, we're able to expand our definition of what sex magic is. So like if sex magic is anything that makes our sexuality like if we infuse it with consciousness and make our sexuality something that we're like aware of and something we have spiritual intent behind that like that can mean a lot of different things so it can mean like you can tap into that when you're like walking around and feeling good or like when you're wearing something that makes your tits look good and you feel really good or like when you're dancing or like getting yourself a massage like it it really like i think that was surprising to me that like yeah we have this like very basic definition of sex magic when we're like starting that's like using your orgasms and like sending out energy but it can also like it morphs and then it like really like infuses your life with these like very interesting this interesting energy and that can also come up in like not the most fun ways like you like I have gotten cat called more like and I do wear slutty outfits but even when I'm not like I have got I've been getting so much like I get cat called so much more when I'm like really really in my sex magic practice which is like funny I just kind of like offer that energy up to goddess but um I definitely feel like it it shifts the way you move through the world and it's really interesting but I think there's a lot of surprises yeah.
0: um yeah but I think that's that's the thing that
1: came to me right now so we yeah. will stick with it
0: <laughs> you're saying about like just the little things like putting on an outfit having your tits out stuff like that Um, Something that I've talked about a bit on my channel and here on the podcast is when I was a dancer and how I, I had never been in the sex work industry. Um, And then I became a dancer and I saw this like crazy new world where like my friends are just standing on stage with their titties out and like men are in this like crazy zone where they're just like, here's hundreds of dollars. And it's like this spell. And that's when I really, really dived into sex magic because it's, it's, there's so much like mysticism behind especially the goddess energy in the female form because it's been so oppressed and it's been so like um demonized even it's 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 kind of interesting how people now although the sex work industry is like really still kind of fucked up in some ways and like we need to make sure that like people are getting their rights and stuff it's crazy to see how a world that is profited off of our exploitation, we can now turn the tables yeah. and like take that and kind of profit off of that. So what yeah. I know you're like, so sex work positive, which I love. I want to hear about like your experience, if you're open to sharing and um, maybe if there's anything in your new book too, about if the, if you can spill any, any yeah. little details. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah So I do only fan stuff. I do like
1: other dungeon related stuff that I'm not like out about yet so mm-hmm. I won't talk too much about that but I'm saying that's like one of the things that yeah like I've had like family friends that have seen me like I've been doing only fans for like a year and I started up October 20 October 2020 or October 2021 20, October 2020 um so it's been like I can't do math a year and a half I've been doing it for a year and a half and then, like, dungeon stuff before that, but um, it's so funny, because, like, people will, like, like, my, like, parents' friends and, like, family friends, like, recently, whenever they see me, like, my mom, too, she's, like, you look so different, like, you look so good, you're just so much more confident, and she's, like, what is it? I'm, like, I don't know, I am like, think it's sex work, it's, like, making money off of, like, my sexuality, which I had been, like, shamed and shunned for, and, like, thought was gonna, like, actually ruin my career, um, so I, yeah, I think it's, like one of the authors that I really admire who um, inspires me a lot that writes about Babylon is this woman named Amodali. I've talked about her on my Patreon. Um, and she, you know, Babylon is this goddess that represents like sex and sexuality and unbuilt feminine energy. And she, one of the things that she says that I think is really interesting is like, people are scared of Babylon. They see her as like this like really destructive force. And uh, Amadali is like, Babylon represents female sexuality, which has been shunned and hidden for thousands of years. Like it's, people are scared of what's going to happen when that becomes like, when that, the rage of that is like, hits, like they're, they're scared of like that destructive force that's going to come with that. to like, even out the playing field and get like, get us to back to a state of like equilibrium. Um. So, I mean, yeah, sex work is like, obviously it's, I'm a white, a able-bodied white woman like my experience is very 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 privileged which is like part of the reason I'm not like really out about a lot of it because I just like feel like I don't need to be taking up the space with it um it'll happen one day but it's yeah I feel the same thing where it's like well I've been sold like I've been told that if I'm sexual I'm being too much or that I'm gonna like ruin my career and then I've also been sold the idea that if I'm like not sexual and like a prude or whatever that like I'm still sold sex all the time through like commercials and advertisements and like still called a whore and a slut by random people on the street so like I like being sexual why can't I like express that in a way that like also brings me money like I think for me too like my experience with sex work is like the freedom and like the financial security from that are so it's so liberating like it's liberating to have to like make as much in an hour of work than i would writing an article that would take me days or that would i would make as much in like like two days like two eight-hour days at like my old job like i've said this before i was um a, a writer at hello giggles and i was writing like five pieces a day like fluff pieces bullshit like some really great essays it was a fun time sometimes but like a lot of bullshit a lot of like this is what this person wrote on we're on the runway or this is new Krispy Kreme flavor. And it was like sitting in an office for eight hours. Like I was there for a year and I knew the first month that if I stayed, it would eat my soul up. Um, even like my worst experience with sex work has been better than that. And like, I, I, there is, I mean, there's, it's disputed if the tradition of temple priestesses in the near East actually existed. I don't really think it matters the total historical accuracy the belief, the myth, the idea was that there were these priestesses in the temples of the goddess of love and sex, like Inanna or Venus or Aphrodite, who would embody the goddess and engage in sexual ritual with the people who came to honor the goddess and embody the divine masculine. Um, And like this tradition to me is like, is carried forth by sex workers, whether they're dancers or like pro-doms or escorts. Like there is this tradition of like, embodying this divine sexuality and allowing somebody to like live in this fantasy without shame that is so powerful and so transformative um a lot of like old you'll read a lot about like the sacred prostitutes which like i really first off i don't like using the word prostitute second off like that distinction between sacred and profane to me like being like oh these were the sacred prostitutes who worked for the temple and those were the profane prostitutes that were like street sex workers like it feels really gross so I just use the term erotic votary to describe that like legacy of temple priestesses and I do I talk about it in my book um I talk about like working with a goddess like a nana as like a patroness when you're doing sex work um I talk about the erotic votary there's um a whole chapter in here called so like the first half the first three chapters of sacred sex are like sex ad 101 like what is sex magic like getting ready for like practicing sex magic. And then the second section is like seven different paths that your sex, like your, your practice with sex magic can take. Um, and one of those paths is what I call the path of the mystic, which is like the path of the goddess and working with your sexuality as an offering to her. Um, and I talk about the erotic voter and like the legacy of the temple priestesses in there. And that's definitely something like I've experienced and like observed in my own, like th- like with sex work, it's like, having um, a space where people can explore their desires without shame is so powerful and so transformative. And like, I also like, I personally enjoy the kind of sex work I do. I also love having an OnlyFans and being able to post like really slutty content without getting more shadow banned or without people on Instagram being like, what the fuck are you doing? So, um, yeah. And I feel like sex workers are like the most educated and like the most like, kind and like community oriented and also like the most witchy spiritual goddess people out there like it's such and obviously there's like an array of communities but like all the sex workers I know are just like the most incredible people and I I love them
0: yeah I definitely had that experience too when I was dancing because I mean like I said I didn't No, I mean, I, my sister-in-law was a dancer too, but I hadn't had any, like, I had never stepped foot into a strip club or anything. And so I had all these ideas of like, oh, the girls are going to be so beautiful and so mean to me and I'm going to feel so blah, blah, And they were so beautiful, but they were so nice. And it's like, I've never, besides like witchy communities, like it really is like such a tight knit community that I've really never seen in, in many other places, because I mean, I don't know, it's just, there's so much love there and there is that common crossover of like the occult and sex work I remember like I don't know I was in a club a new club one time and I was just like going back to change and some girl just looked at me she looked at me up and down she said you're a witch aren't you I was like I don't even know what I'm doing but yeah that's it and I just think that's it's just such a beautiful sacred place um I love everything that you just said um I actually I've read about temple priestesses and it's a topic I find really interesting I didn't know it was disputed at all but I kind of like I kind of like to believe it you know it feels yeah.
1: yeah it's like to me it's like that legacy and like that egregore that current is still like so alive and like still like you know like the idea of like the holy whore the whore goddess is like at least to me has been so like inspiring and i just like i'm obviously like i always want to base what i'm writing about and like like be accurate i want it to base it in historical facts but at the same time i'm like we also think people lived in caves and people didn't live in caves. It's just the shit in the caves is what survived. So we, like, we're just dumb. And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck if like, yeah. for, like we're never gonna know about like Anana's precesses because she literally like, that was like 4,000 years ago. So you know what? Like at least. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just like, I'm not a sticker for that shit. I'm not a Virgo. I'm not gonna be like, well, it didn't exist. So I'm not gonna think about it. Cause also like that existed in like India and like in Asia and like up, like it's, it was like- technically made illegal in like the 40s or 50s I think like to have like these like temple priestesses but like if it existed there I'm like I don't necessarily think it was like the cult that like it's made out to be but at the same time I'm like if I can tap into it I don't really care at the end of the day I'm like whatever
0: yeah even if it's just like the energy like the mythological Uh energy it's still something you can tap into and connect to and I feel like if it brings you joy and like independence like hell yeah you know yeah exactly (laughs) So I want to hear you talk about the divine erotic a lot, and it's kind of like a word you use a lot. And I'm really curious, um, just like what that means to you. Like, what is that? So I personally, when I like think of like the universe or the
1: all or like source or whatever, like, I definitely feel like it is an electric, like very sexual energy. Like to me, the divine erotic is like the, like erotic energy that runs through the universe that is like what we connect to when we're doing sex magic It is to me it's pretty similar to like the goddess and like her energy but it's even more of like like less archetypal and more just like raw power so for me the divine erotic is like the living consciousness of the universe that feels very sexual it's like the energy of creation which is sexual energy that permeates all things. like, I feel like the universe is like erotic and feminine. That's just like how I perceive it and how I connect to her. But I really like this idea of like the divine erotic. Cause I feel like it's, it's something that's always there. It's very numinous, but it's also something that like, we're able to kind of like experience and that like we can tap into and that we can feel, um, and not everybody's going to experience it as sexual, but like I realized a long time ago that like my work was not made for everybody. Like Mm -hmm. if you vibe with what I write about, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then that's fine. You know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Sorry.
1: (laughs) No, it's okay. I I think I don't even remember what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: I feel like your description of it kind of reminds me of what I've read about like Kundalini energy, which I know. know Um, And that's something I don't I want to know so much more about like tantric practices and kundalini because it's such an ancient practice from my understanding yeah. and you go into a ton of mystical um different sex traditions do you have like a favorite one to talk about
1: oh it's such a good question so I like I definitely like talking about like tantra and stuff mostly because like I feel like we have like we like in the west our idea of tantra is like very like neo-tantra where it's like very very based in sexual energy and like I feel like like actual like tantra in like India or even like Buddhist tantra like Vajrayana Buddhism like it's very like guarded you have to have uh like a guru initiate you and like the sexual aspect of it sometimes it's just imagined it's not actually played out and like it's like very like top level only one part of it so like I think it's pretty funny that we brought it to the west and then like made the sex part like the whole part like it's like very american to me which i'm i'm not upset about but i do like talking about it because i really love like the idea like what you said of like kundalini of like it's exactly that it's like this like living energy of sexuality kundalini is said to like you know be it's represented by a serpent that's coiled at the base of the spine which represents shakti or like the consciousness of the universe which honestly like i feel like that is the divine erotic like shakti is just like the divine mother but like this like she really is just more like a sexual energy that permeates all of existence and she's represented by this like coiled serpent at the base of the spine the root chakra and then shiva which is like the like the force and like the living kind of consciousness like the more corporeal like power creativity like is at the the crown of the head and it's said that like you reach enlightenment when you're able to rouse like the snake, like Kundalini energy through your body and to your the crown of your head. Like that's like part of a kundalini awakening, which happens, it can happen intentionally. It can happen like um if you're on drugs, it can happen or psychedelics, it can happen if there's like um some kind of like near death experience or bad, like something really intense. But a kundalini awakening is pretty much like a lightning bolt of like divine erratic energy that kind of just like gets you to like another level of like existence i guess like energetically but can be very very like scary and you feel like you're dying but um um, my favorite tradition honestly my favorite tradition to talk about is probably like the goddess tradition and like temple precesses and stuff that's like really been um like a big inspiration to me and like this idea of like the holy horror and all of the god like anything related to like the goddesses of like love and sex and the ways that like sexuality and sex work play a part of that whether it's like modern or um like ancient really really inspires me and I also really love like using the like kabbalah and hermetic kabbalah and like the tree of life um from the western mysteries and like incorporating like those correspondences in my sex magic and I just like love talking about that stuff
0: so probably one of those nice yeah there's also the lightning bolt thing sounds crazy (laughs) Yeah, like that the Kundalini wild. awakening, it's like very intense.
1: I, I, my dom thought I was going through it, and I was like, I feel like I'm dying, kind of in my experience on this earth. Like I've, I've definitely felt like that feeling of like one reality is like melting and another is like coming into its place. But I, I might just because I was on a lot of edibles like okay. consistently. <laughs> I think it was like weed. But um, yeah, Kundalini. I definitely, I really do like appreciate that tradition. I'm just like. I, I just, I kind of got weary about talking about it because it's like, we have such a different idea of it in the West, but yeah. it's also like its own thing.
0: So, you know. For sure. Um, I think one thing that I want to chat about and um, like hear your thoughts on specifically around the divine erotic and um, sex magic. Um, for me, something that I connect to sex magic is this feeling of sovereignty and like freedom self-expression and independence and I feel like when we're talking about this right now we kind of need to like talk about the shit happening in the world with the overturning of Roe v Wade Um, and I mean I'm from Missouri originally Kansas City and I think Missouri is putting in something to really take away like trans rights I'm not sure what the exact thing is but like trans people all over the world especially in this country are really kind of getting fucked right now in the law system and the Roe v Wade thing was like I think so traumatizing for so many of us, what are like, what let's talk about, like, I don't know, how can we make ourselves feel better and feel a bit more in control of our power with sex magic, with the divine erotic. And, and I know you posted like, um, it was like an invocation to, was it Lilith or was it? I was like the dark goddess. The dark
1: but goddess. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I talked about, I, orig- I like named Lilith. I originally wrote that invocation as like part of like a working with my magical partner, like, when, like, it was, like, leaked that Roe v. Wade was going to be
0: overturned,
1: we called upon her, but it, it can really be, like, any kind of, like, face to the divine feminine that inspires yeah. you or you connect with.
0: Yeah, so what are, like, what are some magical things we can, kind of, do in, in times yeah. when the US is fucked up?
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you're asking this question. It's something I've been thinking a lot about, and, like, I grew up in Georgia and sat- went to school in South Carolina and have, like, friends back there, so I, I understand, like, I mean, I live in California right now, but like I, I, I have a lot of, I, I feel a lot for like my people and I, I get what you're talking about with Missouri. It's, it's so disgusting. Um, I think the first thing is to be gentle with ourselves. Like our sexuality is cyclical. It ebbs and flows. There's going to be times where we're really horny and there's going to be times where we're really disconnected. And like not being upset about yourself or like not wanting to connect to your sexuality or not feeling right or not feeling empowered to like give yourself permission to be wherever you are right now and like know that like you're handling it in the best way that you can and like if you're feeling really disconnected from your sexuality in a way that makes you feel like upset or that doesn't feel necessarily normal for you knowing that like this is not going to be how it is forever like your your libido or your to like the divine erotic to sex magic to your sexuality will come back um but if you do still feel like i i think giving ourselves permission to wait until we feel ready but then like when we feel ready committing to like being there for ourselves sexually right now i think is really important because like to me like allowing what's happening to disconnect us from our own erotic essence is them really winning because when we're out of that then we're not going to have the power the strength the force the inspiration to like take whatever actions we can even if it's just connecting to ourselves or donating money or like going to a rally or volunteering like we have to have that connection within ourselves first but um I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can connect to your sexuality so I'm gonna I'm gonna go by elements I think because I think that would kind of would help so like if you really like like doing something where like a practice where you're in your body and you're present in your body would be really powerful um like I really love dry brushing and using like massage like um, body oil and like putting body oil on like anything where you're like moving or touching your body or like letting like somebody else like a lover you trust touch yours like that can be a first Right, Like we don't have to have sex to connect to our sexuality. So like, if you're not feeling ready for that, you don't have to Um, dance is a really good one, like moving and shaking and like making noises and screaming and just like jumping around is super cathartic. Like I cannot express how healing it is to just like jump around and fucking scream and just like make noises. I highly recommend it, especially if you feel like you've been holding everything inside. taking a bath with things like rose petals or jasmine or epsom salt or just like a hot shower where you're visualizing like all the worry and anxiety just like leaving you and like washing over you um would be really beautiful if you have like a vibrator that's waterproof and you want to like or if you have a penis and like whatever masturbating in the bath highly recommend Um, and just like allowing the water to hold you and feeling it as like your own sensuality there, like supporting you through this, I think would be a really beautiful offering. Um, like saying affirmations to yourself that reminds you of your sexual sovereignty for air. Like I am a sex goddess and I claim like my autonomy, no matter what, or I honor the ebbs and flows of my sexuality in all planes and all ways, or. I hold my heart with tenderness and I adore my body and all of its, you know, flux. Whatever it is, like affirming that to yourself out loud, I find can be really, really powerful. Um, as well as doing breath work, like just taking deep breaths or doing like practicing a certain like pattern of breath work, like a square breath where each like you inhale, hold, exhale and hold all for the same amount of time, really, really, really grounding, really good for your nervous system. Um, and even journaling, like it's important to like, especially as this affects, obviously affects people who are trans and people who are men who have uteruses, but majority this law affects women Um, and women, especially we have been told that we can't be angry. We can't be like upset that we have to be like calm and allowing ourselves to be angry or to be sad or to be scared is like what we need to do to like, transmute that into something that's helpful Mm -hmm. and um I find journaling as an air sign really helpful for just being a fucking dramatic bitch and getting Mm -hmm. everything out of my head and just not having any reservations about what I say and writing it all down so like or even just like like writing a like typing up a phone note like in the notes app or like a mic like Recording yourself, talking to the camera, anything you're doing to like get out what you're upset about is gonna be helpful. Like talking to therapist too, if you have mm-hmm. access. Um, for fire, orgasms, like literally like using your sexuality to feed yourself, to nourish yourself, to make yourself feel good. Like, it's also like a fuck you to the patriarchy if you're able to connect with your sexuality in a way that's not gonna get you pregnant and like solo sex will not. Like, thank God, that would be horrible. <laughs> you could get yourself, that'd be so, that's a whole whole thought experience. I'll have to think about that when I'm so, but, like, having this, like, I talk about in the book how to, like, create a sacred masturbation practice, and, like, you don't even have to make it anything fancy, but showing up for yourself sexually, and remembering, like, what you like in your body, and what pleasure feels like in your body, and, like, really being there for yourself, like, as a foundation of whatever other sex you explore, I think is, like, it's more important now than ever to have that relationship with yourself because the stakes are fucking high like Mm -hmm. so um and then for spirit I would say like making an altar of some kind that reminds you of like your sensuality like putting erotica that you like on there or like you're like I love taking like sexy polaroids like I have some of my altar of myself or like you know even making um uh, an altar to like a goddess of love and sex like a Nana or Venus or Isis or Hathor, whatever divinity you work with. Um, but I say like having like a, a space that you can come back to that's aesthetically beautiful that reminds you of like your sexual power and sovereignty um, is going to be a respite. It's going to be really helpful and it's going to be something that you can return to when you're feeling overwhelmed that hopefully will help you like Just find the peace and presence within yourself at that moment. Um, And then also, like, plus your condoms. Like, I have a condom blessing in the book. You can do that, like, bless birth control, Um, you know, like all that stuff. And yeah, I think those are some of my suggestions. That's
0: that's all I can think of for right now. I love that. I loved everything you said. I think that, okay, so when I was growing up, I'm, um, Gen Z. So I'm still pretty young. And I grew up like when iPhones were being really big and it was like, no one take nudes. If you take nudes, like every- I know, yeah. Everybody's gonna see them. Like, I was so freaked out. My nudes were going to yeah. get like,
1: started, like my entire middle school or high school. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh so God. there's, there's so much like shame around that. But like now as an adult, like you said, Polaroids taking nudes is so much fun. <laughs> like I literally will get dressed up, do my makeup and just like take some nudes. It's, it's right? it's yeah, like yeah. also
1: I highly recommend that practice like dressing up for yourself knowing if like you're not comfortable like if you haven't found your like flow in front of the camera it's going to be really awkward at first but it gets easier and practice makes perfect and like I really like my like hack is taking a video and posing in the video and then just screenshotting um but like taking nudes for yourself or for only fans, lovers, friends, like having girlfriends that you can send your nudes to, and you're like, I just like need to be hyped up. Can I send you this photo of my titties? It's so important, <laughs> best to so have, so powerful. Um, but yeah, I like. There's so much power in reclaiming that image for yourself in a way that feels like sexy and hot. So mm-hmm. I definitely like. I love taking nudes. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, one last thing that I want to talk about really quick, um, is like just something that's so big in my sex magic practice is the empowerment that comes with it and just it's so necessary right now and kind of we were talking about sex work earlier and I think we're both LA witches and right now here in North Hollywood there's been a stripper strike happening for I think like three months more than that and it's it's been a hot minute yeah um I'll put in the show notes all the information on it if you guys are wanting to help out or donate or anything. Um, But basically, yeah, it was a big stripper walkout because of how horrible the management was, which is something that's a huge problem. Um, And we just need like a lot of reformation around that here in America. But I think that that's a very like practical empowerment thing, like a walkout, like a stripper strike. That's an amazing empowerment thing. And sex magic is so empowering. I guess my question to you is, like, do you ever, like, imagine a world where everyone's, like, so sexually empowered and it's, like, a sexual revolution? Like, how amazing would that be? Like, wouldn't our world change? Like, our society would be so much better, I think. <laughs> right? If people were, like, if people
1: real, here's my caveat. Not everybody's going to want to practice sex magic, just like not everybody's going to mm-hmm. want to be a witch. But if everybody have the opportunity to like meet themselves and know their desires without shame and like obviously consensual healthy desires between adults right like obviously mm-hmm. stating that but, like if we all had the opportunity and all were like empowered to like do that and we were all having orgasms regularly and we were all like open about it and not weird about it and like practicing sex magic like it would literally be a better world like I really think that like yeah. I, I, you know, I do think that there's a lot of power in keeping things sub Rosa and like keeping things private and like, not everybody needs to know everything off the bat. Like there's a reason that like you learn things, you know, at, in a certain way, I guess, but I also am like sex magic for the people. Like, I want like everybody to know about this shit. Cause it is like, it is so self-empowering when you know your desires, you know, that you can embrace them and like you do it as something to like feel good within yourself that you can then share if you want to share. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I would love to live in a world where I could just like walk around with my titties out and nobody would say a thing and it'd be great. And like everybody just like supported one another and was like open about what they wanted and like, yeah, treated sex workers better and weren't killing trans sex workers of colors instead supporting everybody. Um, but Yeah, I'm, that's, like, what I'm striving towards. I really, like, I'm ready for that sexual revolution.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we're both a part of the modern revolution, (laughs) just getting people, like, you know, thinking about empowerment and and things like that, but. That is all for this interview. We're actually going to chat some more on Patreon about some more spicier things. So if you guys are listening right now and you want to hear the spicy things we chat about over um, for the rest of this podcast, go to my Patreon and any tier will get access to it. Um, Gabriela, if you would like to just tell the people what's up with you, where they can find you, what you've got going on. Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Herstick. That's G-A-B-Y-H-E-R-S-T-I-K
1: and my website, gabriellahurstick.com Gabriella with one L. Um, my book comes out July 12th. If you're in the LA area, I'm having a release party on July 16th at El Cid at 7pm. Um, that's in Silver Lake and Will be yeah. I host um, my sex magic discussion circle every month, kink coven every month, and you know release like essays and exclusive content on my Patreon, and that's also Gabby six. So if you find one link, you can find them all. I'm on also my link tree is like Gabby six. so it has links to everything. But um, Instagram, Twitter, website, all good places to find me.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure to put all your links in the show notes as well, so people can easily. thank you, awesome. thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. What did you guys think of that episode? Oh my God. Let me know. DM me. Hit us up on Twitter. I am so excited to keep this conversation going because this is such a necessary topic and just something that's like you guys know my whole thing is demystifying the taboo like I want to talk about you know the things that we're not supposed to talk about or whatever like let's talk about all the juicy things let me know what you guys think i hope you enjoyed this episode definitely show some love to Gabriela Hurstick and um, definitely let me know if you get her new book. I just think it's going to be so amazing. I'm so excited. Again, if you guys want to support this podcast, definitely head over to Patreon. Um, I, I 100% just am so appreciative of all my Patreon babes because they help me to keep this podcast going. As you guys know, I, besides today's sponsored post, don't make any money from my podcast. So I um, really patreon is the supporters of this podcast so if you want to support me there join the baddest group of witches on the internet and it's really such a fun time over there we're doing a lot of fun exclusive content recently and i'm so excited for this month because it's going to be a little a little glamour magic-y so definitely hop on over there and i will see you guys there talk to you later bye